Welcome back to another episode of Son, Son of a Bix and the Iceman. I'm Sawyer, as always, here with Peyton. Peyton, say what's up. What up? So we're back for another episode, and the episode lineup today is the college football playoff is coming up um, in uh, New Year's Eve, I'm pretty sure. So we're going to give you guys our predictions for that. Um, we're going to give you guys a few thoughts on the NFL season so far since the last time um, we talked to you guys. Uh, the NFL season had not started yet. Um, we're going to give one surprising team from this NFL season and one disappointing team. Um, we're going to give our Browns outlook for the rest of the season after a tough 16 to 14 loss yesterday against the Raiders. Um, we're going to give the Bengals outlook for the rest of the season as they sit at top of the AFC North. Um, we're going to give our thoughts on the Blue Jackets so far this season. And then uh, lastly, our top five list for this episode, we're going to give our top five holiday movies. So um, we are going to start with our college football playoff predictions, and I'm going to hand it over to Peyton. Um, first of all, did you agree with the four teams and did the committee get it right? Yeah, I, anyone who thinks that it should have been anything different is wrong. I think, obviously, Baylor had won the Big 12 championship over Oklahoma State, <clears throat> and that obviously could have caused a little controversy, but um, I think the four teams that we've gotten there right now um, was right for what happened there at the end of the season, obviously. Uh, Alabama knocked off Georgia, which obviously shuffled some things up. But really, Georgia Georgia was there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Alabama's obviously a perennial contender, and and uh, obviously Michigan knocked off Ohio State there in the end, and and the Bearcats were undefeated. So I think uh, Luke Fickle and his squad have got a tough matchup against the uh, uh, the Crimson Tide, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Tide. Yeah. Roll tears um, roll. I think this game uh, will be a blowout. Uh, I do not think the athletes for the Bearcats uh, can match up with the athletes for uh, the Crimson Tide. I, I just, I, I think uh, Cincinnati will get a couple garbage time touchdowns. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to. It might have been my uncle. Uh, but I think the final score is somewhere along the lines of, Fifty-five to twenty-one. That's sixty to twenty-one. That's actually um, that was around what I had too. Yeah, I, I say that the final score going into the the fourth quarter uh, is probably somewhere along the lines of like forty-nine to seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and honestly, I think the touchdown will be a defensive touchdown for Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, like a pick six or you know fumble return or something. I just do not think I don't get me wrong. I know that some one that is a Cincinnati fan will probably listen to this. Don't don't hate me. Like I I I think Desmond Ritter is a great quarterback for what y'all play in. Yes, and and I yes. think that Luke Fickle has a great system, and and I think they've done some really incredible things. But until you can continually put that product on the field with four and five star athletes, like. Nick Saban has in Alabama. Yeah, I I just do not believe that they can contend. Right, um, I I agree literally um, wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I mean, I 
I have 41-21 Alabama, and I literally would not shock me if it was worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I think, I think in the first half, I think because I think Bama tends to kind of play down to competition via Auburn, via LSU. Yeah, only beat LSU by six, only beat Auburn by two. Which that was a game they should have lost because they played pretty much horrible up until the end. They played horrible, <clears throat> and, and then Bryce Young had his Heisman moment. I'd say right, yeah, and that that basically sealed the Heisman that day. Yeah. And uh, obviously Stroud losing to Michigan, like basically. Although Stroud finishing fourth, I thought was way too low. I thought that was garbage. I thought Aiden the- Hutchinson, the dude didn't even lead the end. Uh, Lead college football. No. In sacks. No, Will, Will Anderson should have yes. gone. Yeah. I, I I think he had an ex- – it's similar to Ezekiel Elliott a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if – I don't remember whether or not he was really considered. But it was like Ezekiel Elliott, you know, put up like 250 yards against Wisconsin. A great defense. Put up 250 yards or something cra- something like that yeah. against Alabama in the first college football playoff game. And then in, in the championship against Oregon, he had a great game. And it was like, wow, what a solid three-game stretch. Right. Um, I was with uh, Jack Nuspel the other night, and we were we were looking at the comparison between Aiden Hutchinson and, and Chase Young. That's what I was going to bring up. Ch- Chase Young had like three more total sacks. Yes. Uh, like More tackles for more loss. More tackles for loss and tackles. Yeah. Like legitimate tackles on the season. So... If Chase Young wasn't getting and and Chase Young missed two key games where he could have put up three to five more sacks, I thought it was one game. I thought he missed two. Didn't he miss like both Maryland and Rutgers? I thought I thought the only one he missed was Rutgers. Either way, he, maybe right. it was just one, and yeah. I, I think it was the Rutgers game and Rutgers offensive line that year was buns. I know he definitely missed one on the. Trying to buy like a plane, plane ticket t- for yeah. a family member, I thought it was. I mean, I didn't. And then really... he cleared his name and all that, so it ended up being garbage. Anyway. Yeah, but I believe that I I didn't I didn't like the Heisman race, and really no one stood out this year, so I think it's all garbage. But anyways, did you watch the Heisman presentation? No, but I heard about all the. Yeah, I don't like really that. I think yeah. that's. It's I just, thought it was just an awkward situation. Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If CJ Stroud had a had an issue, he can punch Desmond Howard in the face. Like I don't care. Well, like I think I don't like Desmond. Howard. I don't I never have. I don't think if you're a Buckeye fan, I don't. I don't think anybody likes Desmond Howard no. in the Buckeye Nation. No. Like because I feel like he's he's an ex. Obviously, he's he was a great player. Not trying to take away any of his accolades, but the fact of the matter is, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah. And he likes to take credit for Michigan beating Ohio State. Like yeah, he played, I, I noticed that. And too. he and he did it. And like I'm like, dude, you and he play- keeps referring to them as like us and we, like that he's a part of the team. And like, dude, you're an alumni that played 20 years ago. Yes, you're like, not a part off, of the team, bro. right? Yeah. Like, so I, I just, it's bulletin board material. It's fuel to the fire. And all I'll say, yeah, Buckeyes by 35 next year. <laughs> well. Right, I just feel like the last time they beat us, they didn't beat us for another decade. So they got to get it all out. They got to. And I think it was destiny with Ohio State beating Duke uh, that following Tuesday, just like those ten that ten years ago game. 
that was not right grammar. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, you guys got what I was saying. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that was crazy as well, and we can talk about that another time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then in that other college football playoff game, obviously Michigan is taking on Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia's offense is pitiful. Uh, is it Stetson Bennett? Is that the quarterback? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I think he sucks. Yeah, he's... And his thing is, like, he's not good down the stretch. He's average. Yeah. I, I think he is probably a bottom half quarterback in the SEC on a top tier team. Or it, it might be that. Is it that one dude from SC, JT Daniels? Oh, is he the. I don't know. I, I don't I can know. I never remember exactly who it is because it was like somebody was hurt. Georgia starting quarterback. Yes, I'm looking this They way. run like a two quarterback system. Like, I remember it was JT Daniels for a little while and then it was Stetson Bennett. And Stetson Bennett. If you've heard his story, it's a cool story. Like, it's a very cool story. He was, he committed, then he decommitted from Georgia, and then he committed again. And, like, it's a cool story, kind of underdog story, but just if I'm being brutally honest, he's very limited as a quarterback and as a thrower of the football. And if he goes out there and throws, honestly, if I'm Michigan and I'm game planning, and if he goes out there and throws 400 yards and five touchdowns, I go to the middle of the field you know, shake his hand and be like, you beat us today. Yeah, and I, I do not think that that is a possibility. Like, obviously, C.J. Stroud against Michigan still had a great day in terms of statistics. Yeah. Didn't necessarily make all the throws he needed to. I think his offensive line, similar to what Desmond Howard said, let him down. Um, <laughs> like, like Stroud was right there. Yeah. He's making these comments, and Stroud is literally, it goes, uh, folks. But I think to a certain extent, C.J. Stroud has got to agree with him. Well, Consistently, that offensive line struggled this year, and they were supposed to be the top offensive line in the country. So, I do not, I, that's enough of that. But, yes. I think that that Michigan defense is equally as good as Georgia's. I think their secondary maybe has some questions. Yeah. Um, but I think their front front five, front seven, uh, are elite. Mm-hmm. I think they could use some help maybe in the linebackers as well. But anyways. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because I do not think Michigan's offense is very good. Nope. Um, I don't think uh, Hassan Haskins is going to have another electric game if you can shut down Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum they're two running backs and they have a good running back tandem but if you can shut them down and again make Cade McNamara win the game yeah and and I I think he maybe even has a slight edge on Stetson Bennett yeah um I don't know I mean that's I don't know I think JT Daniels is the better quarterback but he was hurt for a significant portion of the year so I think that one's close. Um, I think Michigan wins it uh, 24-21. Wow. No way. Seriously? Yeah. I, I had literally the same score. Oh, serious? I'm not even kidding. Going had, the same way? I had, yeah, the same way. I had the same score. I yeah, think folks, we did not talk about that before. No. Like, we, we obviously, like, pre-show or whatever. Yes. We were talking about the topics, but uh, we... Save the nitty gritty stuff, obviously, for the, the film section. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. literally, I had. I think that game will go like it'll be low scoring. It'll be whoever wins the. And I think the fourth quarter is probably the highest scoring quarter. Yeah, like whoever wins the turnover battle. I think like <clears throat> how that game will go. I think both teams will try to establish the run early with Haskins and Corum, and I. 
I, I should know who Georgia's running back is, yeah. but I just I, I don't know a lot of Georgia players this year. I, I just don't I don't pay attention to the SEC all that much. No, I don't. Like, I do like enjoy I enjoy watching like a four o'clock or four thirty game on CBS, like after yeah. Ohio State Nooner, but I mean it's whatever. I don't I don't really care about Right. That. Like the thing is, like, I'm not gonna So really I think what we need to talk about is what what we see out of the national championship. We're oh. gonna see a a Michigan Wolverines, Alabama. That that might be the worst case scenario for OSU football fans. A oh, Michigan, I Bama. don't care. I like, don't care. The Buckeyes lost. Yeah, I mean, okay. The thing, the thing I'll get in real quick is so after we lost, there were people still trying to put us in. Like there were people, OSU fans, and they were. Well, had Michigan lost in the Big Ten championship? But the thing, to wa- Iowa. The thing was, it was it was delusional optimism. We were well, done. it was like we needed like sixty five things to happen in yeah. order to. There's a there's a what if for everything. There's a what if like you know, there's literally a what if scenario for everything. And yeah. literally, like people were like, and it was just these OSU fans were like, well, if this happens and like the sky falls and like you know, uh, Nick Saban gets ran over by a train. Nick Sa- Nick Saban, right? Like so, it was just like. I was just like, no, we're done. We don't deserve to be in the playoffs because we did not win our biggest games of the year versus Oregon and Michigan. We did not show up. We, again, the offensive coordinator for... And we got ran all over. Welcome Jim Knowles into the defensive coordinator position at Ohio State. Goodbye, Kerry Combs. Yeah. You're garbage. Well, I think they're keeping him. Yeah, well, whatever. I love the, I, I don't care as long as he has like the most minimal say ever. I yeah. love him as a I love him as a position coach, yeah, not whatever. as a coordinator. I don't. Yeah. I don't like him. I just screw him. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, Jim Knowles coming in definitely will help the Buckeyes. Um so I mean, I think so I have national championship Bama Michigan. As I'll, do I. I'll take I'll take Bama thirty four Michigan seventeen, and uh, if it comes down to that and who I'm rooting for, I will literally, you know, again as I said, like I, I don't like either of these teams because I don't like the SEC and obviously I'll I definitely watch the game though. I'll definitely watch the game because it's football and as I I saw a tweet the other day. You know, I don't know if you watch Bears Vikings game, but you know everybody was complaining how oh this game is terrible. And then there was a tweet that was like, "You guys are going to be sitting on a couch in a couple months, just wishing for any type of yeah." Football. So stop complaining, yeah. Right. So stop complaining. Yeah, about the- I think obviously I'll be tuning in regardless of who it is. Yeah. Um, I think probably forty five ten, forty five seven. Alabama. Jeez. Yeah, I think. Uh, I actually don't believe Alabama's offense is or uh, I'm sorry. I don't believe Alabama's defense is like elite like it normally no, is. No. But I don't believe Michigan's offense is like even average. I think they are a below average team. Uh, like you said, they got the, the the running back tandem, but I think give give Nick Saban a couple weeks to prepare for a very run heavy with uh like mediocre quarterback play. Right. I think uh I think a big win a big win for uh, the Crimson Tide in the national championship. Wow, so <clears throat> you have Bama rolling. Like yes. you have Bama rolling. Yep, I, I don't see it close at all. 
Yeah. Um, as uh, well, and it's crazy because I have a a major power five in Michigan losing by a huge spread, whereas I have a I don't know if it's even mid major. I don't even know how to talk about Cincinnati. But <laughs> not right. not a knock on Cincinnati. I group just of, don't know the terminology. Group of five. Yeah, group of five yeah. team. I think that's the right. Even though I think, even though I think it's kind of going to be the same result in terms of. I don't think Michigan will get the garbage time touchdown because I think Michigan sucks. Yeah. But whatever. Listen, I mean... Yeah, but I think Desmond Ritter, Ritter will play the whole game. Yeah, I think... Well, he's a senior. He should, exactly. He should play the but, whole game. Uh, but then you got the thing where, well, you got to protect him for the draft. I don't, I don't think he'll play in the NFL. Yeah, I think, I mean... So hey, all the best to him, though. Like seriously, excellent senior season. He's a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, I've heard great things about him. I've heard a lot of great things about their whole roster. I think Luke Fickle's a stand-up guy. I love that he's sticking around for another year. I know he wanted that Notre Dame job bad. Seriously? Yes, that was that. His two jobs, his like dream is being either the Ohio State uh, head coach again. Excuse me. Can't imagine being a grown head coach man. again, and then. The being the Notre Dame coach, he's a devout Catholic. So being the head coach at like the premier Catholic school in the country, uh, he yeah. wanted to go there. Like I, I, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he wanted that job bad, and he obviously surpassed that to coach in the national or uh, yeah the college football playoff with with Cincinnati. So I'm happy for him. Speak- I, I, I like success for him. I think uh, there's some Cincinnati toxicity. Uh, with yes. some of their fans, and that's kind of annoying to me, but. Yeah. It comes straight from their bar barstool account. <laughs> they 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 literally they worship the holy barstool account and whatever the barstool account says. And I'm not saying the Ohio State. Yeah, they got bar- some crazy admin though. They post some Yeah. Some explicit stuff. content. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, I definitely think Cincinnati tries to kinda insinuate that beef with sure. Ohio State, and I think Ohio State's just kinda like Kind of and I'm not saying this on the record, even though this is being filmed. Ohio State would beat Cincinnati by at least four touchdowns. I would say, well, here's but that's not the argument because Ohio State lost and Cincinnati did not, and yeah. that is not an argument for this time around. We got it. But I am sure there will be another in-state game, and Ohio State will win by four or five touchdowns. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally with you, and I mean, it's just, I think they try to insinuate this beef, and I just think Ohio State's kind of just like, you know, looking at the little brother, and it's it, it it's it's a it's a big brother little brother thing. It's literally like, I just look at the records. I I saw a stat today. Um, it was uh, is Twitter is great for statistics. Of course. Um. Ohio State is literally twelve and zero against Cincinnati, like, and have outscored them. It was something like four hundred to like, it was like four sixty to ninety nine. The games have not been close. Yeah, like prime example. Well, I mean, the last time we played them, we throttled them. Yeah, it was not close at all. And I'm not saying like, <clears throat> but I and think, they're and they're again not the same teams. Yeah, but still. Right. I. Uh, I Let's totally, get on to the next. Totally section. agree. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, our last episode was before the NFL season, so we'll get into a little NFL. Um, so, Peyton, uh, give me one team. Uh, we've got about three weeks left, games tonight, um, NFL season. Uh, 
Rams, Seahawks, and um, what's the other game? Uh, Washington football team still uh, without a name. I still have to call them that. I just, I by default, I call them the Redskins because that's what I've known them for my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Um, and the Eagles. Um, so, Peyton, give me one team that has been surprising this NFL season, surprisingly good, and one team that has been disappointing. Okay, well, I'm just going to go purely off of record. The Miami Dolphins are incredibly shocking. They've won their last six games. Now, I think they've had probably the easiest schedule in the league yeah, in I, those last six games. I started to dissect that six-game winning streak, and I saw a lot of, like, Giants and, like... Now, they did lose to the Jaguars and the Falcons in back-to-back weeks. They lost the... Wow, that, that is a terrible two-week stretch. But they beat the Texans, the Ravens, the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Jets. So, I don't think that they're, like, this sleeper team. I don't think Tua Tungavailoa is a viable option looking forward. But... Um, they are now currently sitting at 500 at 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, They're in third place in the AFC East. Obviously, they are not going to get into the playoffs, especially because I don't think that that streak is going to continue much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play the Saints on the 27th, the Titans, and then the Patriots again. So, actually, I think they'll end up 7-10. and 10. You think? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I doubt they win another game, uh, except for the Saints or fluctuating like they right you never know shut out Tom Brady yeah and I think uh, <clears throat> a team that's performed far under expectation obviously I think you could talk about the Browns but I think that everyone overhyped the Browns including myself um <clears throat> I would say I would say probably the Vikings you think so? Yeah, everyone's calling for, uh, what is it? Zimmer. Matt, Mike Zimmer? Yep, yeah. Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's job. He was an uh, old Bengals defensive coordinator. Yeah, like, I think that division is fairly pathetic. Oh, it's the bad. The Bears suck. Matt Nagy's the worst coach in the NFL. They part ways the with Lions him And the Lions are the Lions. Yep. Um, oh, they did beat the Cardinals. Shout out to uh, yeah whatever. Shout out to Logan Clute, the only Lions fan <laughs> I know in Marysville. He was a happy camper the other day. I'm sure he was. Like he like I was impressed. Yeah. Like um, I was at work the other day and I was like, like I kept checking my phone. I was just checking the NFL scores and it was like, uh, the Lions were up like seventeen nothing and then they were up like thirty to twelve and I think that's how it ended and I was like, jeez, like. Yeah. I love their coach. I love Dan Campbell. Yeah. He's yeah. a very enthusiastic person. And I, I just think... I had high hopes for the Vikings every year. Uh, Adam Thielen hasn't been the player that he is supposed to be this year. And Justin Jefferson has been like kind of moderate. Dalvin Cook's always battled injuries and things. And Kirk Cousins is much better than people give him credit for. I think he's finally starting to get that... Um, I think he finally has like I think he's he's exactly rated. Like he's not overrated or underrated. He is exactly what people th- say about him is right. I Similar mean, to Derek Carr. Derek Carr kind of got that hype at the beginning of the year when the Raiders like, you know, became relevant. Yeah. And I think Derek Carr has always been an underrated quarterback up until this year where I think he's 
exactly what everyone says about him is, is, is fairly spot on. But I think the Vikings should be performing above expectation. Same as the Cowboys. Um, or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That would be more in the lines of with the Dolphins. They have, like, their record speaks fairly loud to, to what I thought at the beginning of the season because I think when we did our NFL, like, predictions or whatever, I think I had the, the Cowboys finishing in second in Washington. Yeah, in did, the you did. In the clubhouse uh, in that division. So that was a... I did that try was a bad take. I did try to convince you to pick the Cowboys. Yeah, like Dak Prescott has been decent, and, and I, he's been that, fine. That division is once again the worst in football. But when it when it, when has it has it? Like when is it not the worst yeah. division? Like yeah. it's it's so bad every year. Yeah, yeah. All right. So who do you think is? Uh, oh, definitely. Um, my surprise, Patriots. I think it it makes me mad that the Patriots can literally Brady leaves, you know, everybody's like dynasty dynasty's done. Then they they have a down year last year with Cam. They win 7 games. Can you imagine a down year for the Browns and Bengals and we win 7 games? A down year for the Browns and Bengals is the Browns winning no games or the Bengals winning 2 games. Like literally, like that was their down year was seven and nine, like which is really for most teams an okay season. Like, um, so obviously, and I think I might have said this on this podcast, but I Mac Jones is like, listen, I'm not saying Mac Jones is great, but he does what they ask him to do, yeah. and he fits really well into that system too. Obviously. Mac Jones and Tom Brady have a very similar play style. I'm not saying he's Brady, but I'm saying if you look at all the numbers from Mac Jones' rookie year and Tom Brady's rookie year, it's, like, identical. It's very similar. And Mac Jones has, like, some of the categories Mac Jones has the advantage. So I'm not saying... I think Mac Jones can be a great quarterback when there's a system around him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so sure he can pick up the pieces when the team is not as good, yeah. but there's not and a I, lot. And I also think, I don't think either guy is the most talented guy in the room ever. I, I don't think either guy possesses any athleticism <laughs> or or no or anything like that, but um, I think, yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, like schematic guys. Yeah. They, they, Play well under under good coaching and, and and good play callers and and I think that's the, that's the case for both Mac Jones and Tom Brady. I think me or you are as athletic as Mac Jones no, and Tom Brady. I would not say that. And I we're would not go that far. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, like, you, uh, yeah, you can like, say that for yourself. In fact, I will, not, I will not say I'm more athletic than Mac Jones. Like or, they, or Tom Brady. they could definitely throw a prettier football than us, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like. You need to give yourself credit. <laughs> mm, I bet they both can run faster 40s than me. I don't know, man. Tom Brady's 40 was like, it was like six wo- world-renowned as like the ugliest 40 and the one of the worst 40s of all time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say the Pats. Uh, most disappointing team. I also think this is kind of easy. Uh, Seattle. Seattle is, yeah. um, I think they're at this Their defense sucks. No, it's bad. Like they have consistently had like a bottom tier defense 
for like the last like three or four seasons. They gave and they up. have not done anything to like yeah fix it. They gave up a first round pick and a third round pick for Jamal Adams, and I I said it who top. has been not not great poor yeah like and if we're being objective not great whole defense hasn't been great yeah and it went from the legion of boom to the legion of average mm-hmm. maybe at best like and literally like i think um one thing with seattle is like russell wilson is like obviously i still think he's a great quarterback he got hurt this year i think if you're judging russell wilson on this season you really need to stop mm-hmm. because Russell Wilson has had so many good seasons. This will be the first year where he quarterbacks the team and they finish under 500, which is incredible because he's in his 10th season. But again, I just feel like, like, I don't know. I think one coach that should be like kind of on red alert for maybe looking for a new job is Pete Carroll. Wow. I disagree. I, I think we're jumping the gun with that. I, I really don't think like where, like, where do they go from here? Where do, where does Seattle? What like I don't. Even I think, think you retool in the draft. Obviously, you're not gonna. You're not really in great draft. No, they're like, not position. They. I don't. Maybe think... get a steal later in the first round. Like I. I don't think that they're like doomed or anything like that. I still think Russell's their guy. Chris Carson's battled injuries all year. Yeah. I don't think they have any weapons. Well, DK is well, fine. Well, I, I think he's the most overrated player in the NFL. Not that's, really. That's, Not really, but he's a good player, but I, I do believe he's overrated. But Tyler Lockett, uh, yeah, he's average. Been, he's been hurt and in and out of the lineup. I know, I think he's out of the lineup this week because of COVID. But, um, like, they've never really addressed their O-line. They've yeah. never really, their O-line has always been pitiful. It's always been bottom of the league, and they've never addressed it. And that's it. another reason why they can't run the football consistently. Yeah, I mean, you're that's spot on. So, definitely Seattle has been disappointing. Oh, uh, I meant to ask, how many games have the Jets won this year? I think three. Three? Four? Yeah. You remember when you were, like, you were Dude, convinced they Zach would... Wilson is still the worst quarterback in the NFL. You were convinced they would only win one game. Tyler, maybe Tyler, one. Tyler Huntley to uh, the Jets. Honestly, Tyler Huntley is setting himself up for a big payday by some he looked, team. He looked really good. He looks good. He's a Taylor Heineke kind of guy. Like he's a backup and he's a he's a gamer. Like yeah. he he's competitive. Uh, if at the very least, I think he's a uh, he's a low tier starter. Well, yeah, I, I I think one game is not enough to base that off of. But I think he played really well on Sunday night. But, but yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, next on Son of a Bix and the Iceman, um, we're gonna give a little Browns outlook for the rest of the season. So, um, all you Browns fans, uh, make sure you, um, turn up the volume on whatever device you're listening on. Um. So Browns are seven and seven this year, and my one question would be: As a Browns fan yourself, Peyton, would you give? Baker Mayfield a contract extension. Dude's been battling injury all year. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the ceiling for him is because I don't think we've seen it. I think he is a I think the ceiling was last year. Yeah, I, I think he is a bottom half of the league, probably right at right at half. Oh in I, terms of talent in the league. Yeah. I do not believe he is an elite play like 
play developer, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think he reads the field very well. I think he possesses some pretty decent skills. I think he's got good arm strength and different things like that. But I've heard that he's really struggled with hitting open receivers and, and guys down the field. So, I... I the Browns are a hard team to look at because everyone had really high hopes for them. And, they and obviously they produced like a really good roster and things like that, but they've been crippled with injuries. Yep. Um, I think they have some uh, uh, like bright spots on the defense. Uh, Wusu Mokora, Omar Yeah, I can't pronounce his the name. One, uh, is the guy the one, out of Notre Dame. Yeah, Dame's, linebacker from Notre Dame. He has been excellent this year. Anthony Walker. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They have had some really, really bright spots. And obviously, you still got Nick Chubb and things, and, and you got Jarvis, and I think they've got great tight ends, and, and Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. So. Well, you have Denzel Ward, too. Denzel Ward is still fairly, you know, he's a young man. And Miles Garrett is the the third best pass rusher in, in f- football. Probably behind TJ Watt and, uh, oh, who's the other guy I, I read? He and, had, and Aaron Donald. I read another guy had a. It wasn't Donald. Donald just get double teamed a lot. Like I read, another guy had like a ton of sacks. Like um, I'll remember his name later. But um, so my so here's what I think. There, there is no way Baker gets a contract extension. There's no way if I'm the GM of the Browns, I'm giving that man a contract extension because, listen, like he picked is Robert Quinn that guy. Guy for the Bears, he is sixteen sacks. Sixteen, gee. Oh, uh, it might have been Micah Parsons because he's a linebacker. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been Mike, Micah Parsons. Like he, he's a great pass rusher as a linebacker too. So, I, I listen. I've been on the record, like I think Baker Mayfield is at best a little better than average. I think that is at best. I yeah. think, like, I, think, I completely agree. I think more. More times than less, he's average. Mm-hmm. And I think it says more about Cleveland than it does about Baker Mayfield if you guys give him a contract extension. Because I but think... at the same time, the dude has been crippled with injuries all season long. Like, he has not had any chance to get healthy. And, and luckily, Case Keenum has played decent. Yes, but here's, here's the thing I'll say. If he's hurt, he... Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think the drop-off from Baker Mayfield, and I think even you would agree, the drop-off from Baker Mayfield to Case Keenum is not Yeah, but not that's far. not what you're looking for, but Case Keenum's ceiling is drastically different. No, I, I will I will 1,000% agree with that. Baker Mayfield has a way, way higher ceiling than Case Keenum because Case Keenum's older. Mm-hmm. Like, he's older. So, I, but I think my resounding point is probably, like, I'm not giving him a contract extension because... So what are they going to let him do? Are they going to let him walk? They could franchise tag him. I, okay, so that I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I wasn't sure exactly what their options were. I think they can tag him. The The, the Cowboys tagged uh, Dak for a couple years, and uh, the Washington did that with Kirk Cousins yeah. for like 10 years, it feels like. So I, I think what's going to happen... Wait, you mean... Yeah, Kirk... Yeah, Kirk Minnesota? No, no, no. Kirk, uh, he was on Washington. They tagged him, and then they he let him was? go. Yeah, he was on the yeah he was on the Redskins. A couple years. Man, that feels like ages ago. It does. Yeah, I think this is his third year on Minnesota. Oh, really? It's been that little. Yeah, I feel man. Time has gone 
so fast. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, as I said, um, I definitely think this was the worst year for Baker Mayfield to play the season injured because he knew he was playing for a contract extension yeah. this year. And, 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 and I, I think that contract will come. I just think he's got a lot to, to yeah. balance. Hopefully he rehabs that shoulder a whole bunch in the offseason. Yeah. I, I know that, yeah, he's been struggling. Yeah. So uh, that's our Browns outlook um, for the rest of the season. They play the Packers on Christmas. Listen, I think, I think even you would agree, the Browns probably, if they would have squeaked out that game yesterday, they probably, I would still say their season's alive, but I think their season's done. Like, Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, you see all these guys that they've got on the injury report with COVID and, you know, other things, and, and I just have a hard time believing that they can piece together, you know, the last three, four games of the year. Yeah. Unless they pull a miracle on Christmas, which... Uh, I mean, the Packers are probably due. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, next we'll talk about the Bengals um, outlook for the rest, the rest of the season. The Bengals uh, beat the Broncos on Sunday in a gritty win, 15-10. to 10. Um, Bengals are um, in first place in the AFC North, in That's the correct. wild AFC North. Not sure if they'll be in first place for long, but uh, they are in first um, with a big uh, divisional matchup against the Ravens this weekend. And I've said multiple times after the Bengals lost to the Chargers and then the 49ers, it... I said this before the Broncos game. Um, every game at this point is a must win. Mm-hmm. Like Bengals, like have gotten to the point where they've they have to win. Well, not the rest of their games. They probably can drop one more game because if they drop one more game, then they'll be uh, they'll have seven losses. So the best uh, the best win loss record they can have is ten and seven. So Bengals have been a nice surprise this year. Um, I think that's also another team we could have said was a nice surprise. Um, Burrow has been pretty phenomenal in his second season, except for the picks, um, which he is throwing less of. But, um, yeah. My thing is, they are just beating teams that they should beat. Like, let's go through their record real quick. They beat the Vikings. You should beat the Vikings. They lost to the Bears. That was their one game that they didn't win, that they should have. Oh well. You'll they get beat it. the Steelers who were bad. Beat the Jaguars who were bad. Lost to the Packers in overtime which is a game they should lose. Yeah. Well they should have won that game. That was a tough game to Yeah, win. yeah, yeah. But but you get what I'm saying. Right. Beat the Lions. Beat the Ravens big which I think the Ravens are better but whatever. Right. I think that's... They lo- okay, I'm, I'm sorry. They also lost to the well, Jets who suck. I said you were gonna... Yeah, you were gonna get to that that they should have beat the Jets. But yeah. like... And then they lost to the Chargers, and they lost to the 49ers, who I think are both better teams. But, anyways, like, the Bengals are taking care of wins that they are supposed to. Like, they are beating the Broncos on Sunday. Like, they are beating the Ravens at home. They beat the Lions. Like, they're not giving up these simple games that are putting them in this position to succeed, whereas the Browns aren't taking care of the Raiders. Now, obviously, there's outside issues with COVID and things, but I don't think that's entirely at fault. Yeah. Games that they used to lose. They used to not be able to take care of those games, and they've been fortunate enough to 
And I literally think the difference is at quarterback because quarterback's the most important position. And, and Joe, Joe Burrow has solidified that position there in, uh, there in Cincinnati. Definitely, um, definitely a bright future for the Bengals. Um, so, um, thoughts um, next on Son of the Bix and the Iceman. Uh, thoughts on the Blue Jackets season so far this year? It's definitely been up and down. I'll. I'll let you take it away, Peyton. Uh, my first thoughts are before you take it away is it's been very up and down, and COVID has definitely not helped. Um, so I'll just give the floor to you and. Yeah, this last stretch of games for the Jackets has been pretty poor. They've been two seven and one in their last ten. They lost their last two. Uh, they've. Currently got a record of 14-13-1, which has them in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th place in the Metro. So they're right at about half. I mean, I think they've kind of shattered expectations. I think they're they're still competing well. Um, but personally, that, that run obviously won't continue. Uh, they lost an embarrassing game the other night to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I forget what the score of that game was. I've got it pulled up right here. Did you see they blew a three-goal lead against the Canucks? Yes, and and I was getting to that. Yeah, they, they lost 5-2 to the Oilers. They got two two goals there in the late third, uh, and then they blew that three-goal lead against the Canucks, which was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, that, that, was, that was very... I stayed up to watch that game. and uh, Yeah, so did I. My brother and I stayed up and watched it, and we were like, this is... Terrible. Freaking terrible. Yeah. But uh, you got some young guys producing. Uh, my dad and I have been talking about this a lot, where Alexander Texier has had more goals this year than he's had, like, any year other, and we're, like, halfway through the year. Yeah. Um, he's been really impressive, and obviously you got young guys like Cole Sillinger and Yegor Chinikov that are that are producing well. I and, do and, like and, him a lot, Chinikov. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's going to consistently play for the team, like, the rest of the year. Uh, I think they might send him down to to Erie and get him, or I'm sorry, up to Erie and and, and uh, get him some quality minutes, uh, yeah. some good ice time in the AHL. Um, goaltending the last couple months has been fluctuating like crazy. You'll get some nights where Elvis plays like a Vezza winner, and and, and some nights where he yep. shouldn't be the goalie even for the Buckeyes. So uh, I just think. <clears throat> This team is so sporadic. I think Brad Larson's done a really good job, you know, solidifying the power play, both offensively and defensively. Um, I think we've got some money moves uh, in terms of draft spots, obviously getting Cylinder. I think Ken Johnson was a great pick. Uh, he's the Michigan player. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. But not looking, not looking great right now. Obviously, no one has expectations that they're going to make it to the playoffs. Right. So, I, I, I like. I think that is the thing. Like, I think the expectations were pretty low because yeah. the core of the team that beat Tampa is long gone. Yeah. You know, Atkinson, Seth Jones, Felino, uh, Savard, all yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, but I also do you see this so um eric uh robinson and uh buddy robinson played against each other for the first time in their nhl career are they brothers yeah they're brothers really yeah uh he plays for the anaheim ducks hmm. pretty sure no i did not so yeah that was kind of cool um listen the, the jackets um 
Jackets have ups and they have peaks and valleys. Um, definitely, I think uh, Line A. Um, Having him back from injury, I think, will be a big pick me up. I think that will help, but but I, I don't think that's going to turn the season around or anything like that. Obviously, that'll produce a little bit different look on offense. Right. Yeah, and I think um, uh, like honestly, I've been pretty. I love Voracek. I like. Yeah, he's a great passer, dude. Yeah, great. He's got a lot of points. Great playmaker. Yeah. For for the Jackets, obviously, he's not putting up like Connor McDavid numbers or anything. Like that, right. Still. And uh, Corrali plays a lot. Um, yeah. He's been all right. I mean, he's. Like, he, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine, but like, yeah, and then. Uh, I need more from Max Domi. I need more from. Uh, I need more. Still more from Boone Jenner. Seriously? Yeah, I you think need so. more. Yes, I need more from Vladislav Gavrikov. Those are all veteran oh, guys yeah. that have just not played up to their expectations. Except for okay, Boone Jenner has played well, like in terms of points. Like he's scoring goals. Oh yeah, he's filling up the stat sheet for a Jackets player again, not like a league leader or anything like that. But still, I, I want. I need. I need more. He needs more. Yeah, and if this team wants to succeed here in the near future with young talent, I, I need I need Line A to step up when he comes back from injury. Um, there's another guy that it's slipping my mind. Um, you think Roslovich has played well this year? No, I think Jack Roslovich sucks. <laughs> um, he's the Columbus boy. Yeah. But he, has not shattered any expectations for me. Now, the Jackets still won that deal, like, with Winnipeg, yeah. sending PLD over to... What about uh, uh, Bobquist? Oh, Adam Bobquist? Yeah, uh, the Jackets won that trade, too. Seth yeah. Jones actually has not played great for uh, the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, they got Bobquist, they got... Um, oh, shoot. Who else did they he had another young piece as well, but uh, the, the yeah, I, I'd say I I miss Seth Jones. I think he and and Zach right. were a great tandem, but yeah, let's move on from the Jackets. Yeah. It's too depressing for me. Yeah, um, Jackets. Um, last thing on the Jackets, they are dealing with I think their next scheduled game. I'm, spo- I'm supposed to. No, I think it's Toronto. Yeah, it got canceled. The Toronto game. On wait, Monday? Wait, wait, wait. Buffalo got canceled. Buffalo got canceled. And I, that was their next upcoming one. That was on the 24th. Thursday. Right? Yeah, the yes. 24th. Yeah. Or no. Uh, was it on Thursday? That would be the 24th. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, it doesn't the matter. 24th, yeah. <clears throat> um, um, so they're shut down until Sunday yeah. with COVID issues. I hope, because I'm supposed to go to the Toronto camp, so I really hope that doesn't get canceled. Um, uh, so uh, on as... If you guys don't know, um, on Son of a Bix and the Iceman, at the end of every show, we do a top five list, and it is usually not sports-related, so it kind of keeps things fresh. Um, so this week, uh, we're going to do top five Christmas movies. Um, again, Peyton, you want to do it how, like, like you say your five, and then I'll say my five. And, and then we'll kind of just discuss it. Alternate, yeah. Oh, you want to alternate? Yeah. I think because... No, I think we should both do our lists list separately. Okay. Because then it's like, oh, you had this at number one, and I had it at number four. Like, yeah. We okay. We can talk about it after the fact. 
All right. So you go first. You want me to say my whole list? Yeah, go first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number number five. Um, number five. I have the holiday. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. Uh, it's with Cameron Diaz. Um, pretty good movie. I watched it. It's kind of a, it's kind of an out there Christmas movie. It's like about um two women who like one goes to like I forget where it even is. It's in Europe, but like Europe's. Like, there's some places in Europe that are really pretty during Christmas, because obviously the yeah. snow, and they just switch places, and the chick from Europe goes to, like, L.A. and spends Christmas there, so... No snow. <laughs> yeah, no snow at all. Um, number... So that'd be my number five. A pretty good movie. Uh, again, the main actress in it is Cameron Diaz. Um, number four, um, Christmas Story. Uh, classic. Um, we'll probably watch that fair share of times on Christmas Day because uh, they play it like all day. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Christmas Story classic. Um, number three, I have. Yeah, I have the Family Man. Have you ever seen that? Another I think maybe. Yes, another kind of out there Christmas movie. Uh, me and my family watch that every like. Uh, Christmas Eve Eve, like the... Yeah, I got uh, you. Yeah, Night Before Christmas Eve. Um, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. It's a pretty good movie, and I just love it. I just... Is, do you have a movie like that where, like, you can watch it, like, so many times and not get tired of it? Another Nicolas Cage, National Treasure. That is my movie that I could watch over and over and not get sick of it. Right. Or Night at the Museum, another history movie. I love both of those. <laughs> yeah, Night at the Museum is definitely a classic... Uh, number two, uh, Polar Express, uh, great movie. Um, again, I've heard, um, you know, the, some of my peers like really don't like this movie, like, which I don't really get cause I think it's a perfect kid Christmas movie. It genuinely was a movie way before it's time. Yes. Like the, like the characters look real. Yes. The story is like. It's got Tom Hanks in it. Excellent. Yeah, Tom Hanks, legendary. Yeah. Like, the whole story, the whole plot is just impressive. Like, there's some parts that, like, I don't like, but yeah. the movie as a whole is so good. There's some plot holes, but it's a kid's movie, so, yes. like, you get what there's you get. There's gotta be. Um, <clears throat> that would definitely be my number two. Uh, number one, um, uh, Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Classic. Um literally the definition of a classic and another one could watch 10 times before Christmas and really would not get tired of it. I think it's not a perfect movie. I don't think there's too many perfect movies Like, but like, I think it's damn close. Yeah. So that'd be my top five. So my top five I got the Christmas story. I didn't see that for the first time up until like like late into my teens. Yeah. Like, I was probably 17, 16 or 17. The first time I saw the movie, absolutely loved it. Thought it was really funny. And I actually saw a musical of it. My uh, my aunt my aunt and cousin uh, were in a musical of it, and it was really fantastic. That's so cool. I really, really liked that. Yeah. Uh, number four for me is Polar Express for the same reasons that you said. Um, uh, mo- uh, definition of movie before it's time. Yes. It's really, really well done. Love the story. The cinematography in it, the animated movie you're is getting, you're getting fancy fantastic. Here. Cinematography. Yes. 
Uh, number three, uh, I I put these together even though I know that they're separate movies, but The Home Alones. Um, I don't know which one is by definition a Christmas movie, even though they mo- they both might be. But either way, Macaulay Culkin in that movie is legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, literally so good. I, I, I look forward to watching Home Alones every year. Um, we watched it like our our van has like a movie player in the in the back. You know, oh, you've yeah. seen those, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, and little brother was was watching that. And what's your like? Good time. I know Mason, but what's your like youngest brother's name? Landon. Landon. Yeah. How old is he? Um, like he's ten. Currently, eleven. Eleven. He's gonna be twelve in January. Yeah, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, no, that's not right. He was born in 2010. So if he was born in January, that would make him 12. 12, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 12. Landon, I know you'll listen to this. I do know your age. I had it right the first time. Sawyer, <laughs> Sawyer was tripping me up. Yeah. Sorry about that, Landon. What do you want? Three? This you. Yeah, that was three. That was three. So we got Christmas Story, Polar Express, Home Alones. Gotcha. <clears throat> Number two, it's a very Merry Christmas Muppets movie. Um, I remember... How old are you, five? Yeah. Uh, Landon's 12, I'm five. (laughs) I'm going to be 12, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no, I remember, it has, like, so many weird plot twists and, like, popular, like, characters from, like, that movie's time. Did they even play that on TV? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I saw it a couple years ago on the television, but we had it, like, on DVD, and I, like, remember watching it with the little brothers and it was just a good time it's kind of like Whoopi Goldberg in this one scene where she's like she like plays like God or something and like she drinks like tea from like a plant it's literally crazy it's funny yeah I'll show you the clip after the show yeah uh, I just I, I love the Muppets I, I just think I love Jim Henson's characters both Sesame Street and and uh, the Muppets I just yeah. I think it's excellent uh, number one's gotta be Elf um, not a big Will Ferrell guy like we talked about in the pre-show, but uh, Elf is a classic. Um, Sawyer had some thoughts about Elf and what was the other movie? Home Alone. Yeah, that um, don't need to be shared on airwaves or we might lose credibility. I won't. I won't share it. But if you, if anybody wants to contact me, I'll give you my honest thoughts about <laughs> those movies and his long, thorough opinions about. What he has and hasn't seen in those movies, but whatever. <laughs> well, okay, um, I can't. All right, let 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 me let me be clear. I can't. I can't judge Home Alone. I I I know this. Just ne- go ahead. I've just, never. Okay, just you say to, you, you want me to fill. You want me to fill it. So like, so I have never seen Home Alone. Never. You're such a bum. <laughs> and I think Elf is like. I've only seen Elf. I've never watched Elf all the way through. Yeah. Never. Again, idiot. I've never had, I feel like. Friends? You've never had friends? It's never. Clearly. It's never had an appeal for me. Like, I've never, like, seen the appeal. I never have. Listen, I'm a very diverse dude. I want to watch more Christmas movies like The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and yeah. The Family Man with Nicolas Cage that are more out there and not these like classic like Even though your number one movie is Christmas Vacation. Yes, but like for good reason. It almost gets like that's like so classic that it has to be at the top of my list. Like I think the... Elf is probably the most classic. And Home Alone depends is what, second. Depends what your age is. 
And we are at that age. It, it depends. If you're... When did, when did Elf come out? Like 2004. So Christmas Vacation was like 1989, I think. Depends what your age is. My dad probably say... My dad probably doesn't even know what Elf is. Like Yes, he does. You're, my dad, dad is a low-versed I, man. I, I guarantee you my dad does not know Elf. He, If I asked him, have you seen the movie Elf? I'll call, I'll call Papa Big. <laughs> that, like, I guarantee it. So, I mean, listen, that's that's my opinion. Like, you know. Yeah, and your opinion's wrong. Hey, take it or leave Elf it. Elf is legendary. We'll have to have, like, a buddy time together. I feel like. And watch it. But you, like, almost like the wrong Will Ferrell movie. Like, okay, you okay. We were talking about Step Brothers is good, and Talladega Nights is good. It's good but for all the other movies that I've seen him in, like in SNL skits that he's in. Like I just don't find him funny. Oh gosh, I, the, I think he's incredibly crude. Like I don't, his humor is like really dry, which typically I love. But like he's crude about it at the same some time. Some of his I SNL like. skits are legendary. Cowbell. Okay, cowboy. Cowbell is funny. Yeah. Is he also in the one? Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, but. Yeah, um, so that's our show, folks, as uh, we wrap up uh, uh, this week's episode of Son of a Bix and the Iceman. Thank you uh, for listening. Um, again, me and Peyton will talk and talk about the next time we will be with you guys. It could be, could be in the summer we might come back, or we could come back with another episode over winter break. Um, we'll just have to see. Um, so, we're busy folks we both work jobs we are busy um, so um, thank you for listening to Son of a Bix and the Iceman this week um, um, yeah uh, that's have it. a Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Happy Holidays and all that good stuff deuces <laughs>